Welcome to Challenging the Status Quo Podcast, Season 2, brought to you by Digital Savages, with your host, Amir Sabirovich. On the previous episode of Challenging the Status Quo, our guest and challenger was Barbara Schouten, transformation and empowerment coach for ambitious aliens, sensitive leaders, and intuitive empaths. That's true, you know, that was one of the things that confused me the most, because if I look around, everybody is miserable. So it seems to be a normal part of life to be miserable in your job and to not like your job and to be glad it's Friday and to hate Monday mornings. You know, everybody I spoke to had that, but I don't have that anymore now that I have my own business. So it's not the normal way of living. And yes, there are a lot of people that are living a life that they think they need to live without even thinking about if that's the life they want. But for the normal person, that's often less of a factor because... Barbara believes most people live on autopilot without really ever discovering who they indeed are. While trying to be somebody else leads more to loneliness than actual loneliness. People should be proud of who they are and stop conforming to fit societal conditioned behavior. Living life on your own terms is a success. And if you want to be free, you need to be you. I hope you enjoyed Barbara's life's journey and you learned a lot about high sensitive persons. And now we can focus on our following guest. Hi everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Challenging the Status Quo. Today, my guest and challenger is Emin Kechechi. He's the alchemist at Masters of Dream that already, you know, I can stop here and we can continue the story, but I'm going to give him some more stage. He's motivational speaker, author, and educator at Emin Kechechi Life and Educational Strategy. And he's co-founder and social media specialist, Teachers for Climate. Well, that's enough for the introduction. Welcome, Amin. Awesome to have you on the show. Amir, thanks for having me. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm I'm awesome. I'm very excited to hear everything, uh, uh, all the ups and downs from your life. Ah, no, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. And uh, and really, I'm uh, looking forward to share my knowledge and experiences with you. So it will be an open conversation. And I think uh, this will be the first time that I will uh, share everything, also the downs, eh? not only the ups, but also the downside and how I make it, how I shift that to uh, to become eventually uh, the person that I am at the moment right now. That's the most, so you're going to spill your guts. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> nice. Be vulnerable, be vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, so, so, you know, there's this question is coming up to kick it off, uh, to break some ice. So can you tell us what your background is and how you got where you are right now? Now, I was born in the Netherlands. Uh, when I was seven, I moved my parents to Turkey. My grandfather was the owner of a halva industry. Halva is like a Turkish uh, sweet, but like it's a no-go form of thingy. Uh, you just need to Google Turkish it. Turkish delights. And Turkish delight, yes, halva. And my father and my uncle took over my grandfather's business. And so I went to primary uh, school in Turkey and it was a culture shock because I moved at the age of seven from the Netherlands to Turkey. And uh, when I came there, uh, it was it was like, how can I say it? All the students at the school, at the primary school, wear uh, a blue uniform with a white collar. And it was also required to eat the same breakfast and lunch together every day. So you never knew who were uh, wealthy or poor. So every morning we were outside with all the students and teachers and honoring the statue of uh, the 
the founding father of the Turkish Republic, Mustafa Kemal Ataturk. And beneath its statue, uh, there was his quote. And it was like, uh, the teachers are the one and only people who save nations. And at that moment, Amir, I knew I want to become a teacher. Everybody wants to become a superhero like Batman and Spider-Man, and I want to become a fucking <laughs> teacher. So after four and a half years in Turkey, we came back to the Netherlands, and it meant another culture shock for me because I uh, forgot the Dutch language. Uh, the language deficiency gave me a low education advice, but I did not give up and stack my way through the education system. And it's, it's really a fucking bad system here in the Netherlands, but I will mention that later on in the, in the conversation. Um, and my parents wanted to give me a chance and saw my persistence uh, and they sent me to a private school. And in one year I passed and the way was open, university, uh, to become a teacher. And then my career started. I was uh, in 2015, the teacher of the year, organized events, co-founded Master of Dreams. And now during Corona pandemic, I am uh, doing a Dutch broadcast on YouTube and Pakhuizen Zwijger. Uh, what you can also watch on Amsterdam uh, television. Uh, and I do all this in addition next to my uh, job as a teacher, which I love. That's me. Well, that's, uh, I, I just have one burning question because you, you said that your grandfather had Turkish delight store. It wasn't uh, Hafiz Mustafa, right? The, 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 no, the no, famous, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. But that's like, <laughs> that's, when I was visiting I'm, Turkey, that was like, I wanted to get a subscription there. Like, okay, there was people in line to eat the lights from that store. Hafiz Mustafa is really next level. This is on average level of Hafiz Mustafa, but Hafiz Mustafa is really a treat for your mouth and your soul. Yeah, and for the eyes also. It's, I, for, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, you, 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 I don't know if you remember that old-fashioned movie like from the 80s, 90s. I don't even, I think it's from Disney. When you have these children, like they're poor and they cannot uh, buy the sweets and they're in front of this, uh, this window and they see all these delights and cakes and pies and all this stuff. And eventually this uh, uh, pastry shop owner brings everything to their house and they're several, so it's, it's an happy end. But when you go to Hafiz Mustafa, is the same experience like what am i going i want to eat everything <laughs> definitely definitely and and also when i when, when you do the window uh shopping there at, at turkey you will get treated so money is there not, not not important so basically everybody gets treated and that's the uh one of the things that i remember from Hafiz musafa and twitch uh store and also my grandfather as well when uh it's it was also give back during the ramadan during the uh, the festivities so uh, no everybody was treated well also with halva well i'm i'm looking forward to my next visit i would say and hafiz mustafa is one of the reasons next to that cultural heritage that is uh, there like uh, open air museum hey, uh Amin, now now you have been there you have been in the netherlands and you have experienced uh, the boat ends, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, what is the, your definition of success? That's a good, uh, great question. Um, I've read a book of Rumi, and uh, he said that our life is like a giant water slide, right? A giant water slide. When it's dry, sliding on it will hurt. Add a little water, and soon you can slip, slide, and have fun, right? And eventually you'll become successful when you're having fun. So uh, as a teacher, I know that my job is to assist my students in living the best lives possible, right? For them while learning, I notice how often they are trying to move through life as they are sliding and hurting. And uh, eventually 
they are they, they are forgetting that, that they are on a water slide and we need to add water on it. So they squeeze and grind, etc. And uh, everything seems to be a struggle. And then if you are guided by a mentor, uh, a student, a teacher, or your parents, they will they they are on scene force or maybe God. You know, and uh, they open up the tap, add water, and the water flows, and so do they. And miraculously, it all seems so easy. So, I think uh, the definition of success is we are all on our personal water slides, and if we uh, see the water, or we find uh, role models, or mentors, or parents who opens up the tap, and we slide, we have fun, then. That's the definition of success. And that's also what I am telling my uh, students at the first term of uh, the year. So where do they uh, where do they struggle with? With which of those three? Where do they struggle? Uh, I think the parents, right? Uh, the, the schools that I am teaching at the moment are 60 to, to 70% uh, children from a migrant family. So uh, they are having a language deficiency. They are having a low motivation, uh, low self-esteem. And, and the thing that, they, that you hear here in, uh, that you hear in Netherlands is um, you need to speak the language really well. Otherwise, you can, cannot become successful. So learn the dead Dutch language. And what I say always is if you are speaking uh, uh, your uh, mother tongue, which you've learned from uh, your parents, eh? like if you're Turkish and you're uh, speaking Dutch as well, that's the best thing that you can do in your life. Because when we grow up with two languages, you will use a lot of more um, more capacity of your brain. So if you tell them that, you open up the tab uh, to become more uh, secure about yourself. And that's what I am doing to my students, to uh, especially students from a foreign, uh, that the parents came from a foreign country, to shift their mindset, open up the water. Don't you think that they are conditioning themselves by hanging around with people that are same as they? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I think, um, yeah, because uh, they they grew up with, uh, for for example, Turkish students grew up with Turkish uh, nephews and make Turkish friends, uh, and eventually they grew up and. They hope that they can help each other to uh, to study and then end up in a job. But they don't uh, see the Dutch uh, people to become in contact with. And because their parents said, um, you're a foreigner, you, will get, you won't get a, get a chance here in the Netherlands because I also struggle as well here in the Netherlands. So what I do is just uh, break, break those uh, limiting beliefs, what they have. Because they always say, no, my parents said, if you don't learn, uh, you you won't get a chance because you're a foreigner. You're a foreigner. I said, no, you are a citizen of the Netherlands. You have a chance. Uh, You have uh, have more, uh, you speak more languages than a regular Dutch citizen uh, does. So you can become successful. So what I do is, uh, first thing, I'm I'm, uh, teaching, uh, for example, uh, how to... um, an, an example that I can give to you is uh, I have a student who wants to uh, work in, um, to, he wants to build houses, right? And what I do is I, uh, he, I say to him, just make the best video uh, application form to get the job, right? So he 
doesn't uh, make a video. He just uh, type some uh, so re re um, uh, application letter with uh, a lot of Dutch uh, mistakes, error, grammatically error mistakes. What uh, two days later, the HR of the company says, we don't hire you because your uh, Dutch language is really, really bad. Uh, he comes up to me and he said, you see, Amen, I, they don't accept me because I'm a Moroccan people. I'm from Morocco and, and this, is, this is the way. I said, no, no, no. What you need to do is no, uh, mail the uh, CEO of the company, not the, not the HR, and thank the CEO of the company. Say thank you for, uh, for um, um, fixing my grammar mistakes and uh i will learn from it and eventually i hope that i will work one day with correct uh, dutch language at your company two days later what happens he will get an inv invitation from ceo and now at the moment he's working at the company so that's the thing that i do to shift the limiting beliefs that the kids have here with foreign uh with, with uh, from uh, with parents from uh, yeah, with migrant migrant students so they are they have the tendency if i understand you correctly to mm -hmm. victimize themselves very easily exactly yeah. in let in, instead of taking the feedback and being the best of the best of the best so not giving anybody exactly. the chance to criticize them on a language whatever exactly exactly giving this um insights that you have from these these young students that have the struggle, you have been living in Turkey as well, uh, moving back and, and, and forward, and you have had your um, struggles with adapting to the system as well when coming back. Yeah. If I would give you a magic wand or a DeLorean from Back to the Future, and you can travel back, um, what would you advise young, young Emin? You can choose your age. Mm, if I was um, 11 when I came back to the Netherlands, I would say to my younger version of myself, uh, beat your illusions. Because of my illusions, I have an illusion of not being enough, illusions of uh, comparing myself with others, and the struggle and the hope uh, to pr try to prove myself. Uh, those those illusions, those thoughts uh, are uh, ha have made me at the age of 25. Um, yeah, led me to a uh, burnout because I didn't know what I need, what, what I want to do. And uh, those uh, illusions, those thoughts, uh, those were that toxic that uh, it broke my apart. And and for one year, I was uh, lying down and ill in bed with a burnout. And I wanted to stop with education. I wanted to stop with uh, everything i didn't know what my mission my purpose uh, was and um, eventually um, one of the masters from master with dreams uh, had uh, an article on the internet and he said uh, it, um, we as a teacher it is it are the most hardest times at the moment because uh, because there is uh, an urgent need to for the teachers here in the netherlands at the moment uh, the workload is really high and he had a quote and he said, um, if you have struggles, if you have uh, problems with uh, burnout, uh, concentration, etc., that means that you have put your heart too much in it. And that's good. That's okay. But don't give up. And that sentence uh, make, make, uh, make, uh, woke me up and 
I contacted him and he said, and, and I said, I will continue, but I want to do this with you because now at the moment, I don't have a mission. Can we work together? And eventually he, he now was first my role model, became a friend, and we uh, co-founded together Moss with Dreams to inspire other teachers to not give up. So if I had the magic wand, maybe, uh, and I know now that uh, the illusions that I had, toxic illusions that I had, uh, if I didn't have that early on, then I think I, I, I managed to save a lot of more time to do more at the moment now. But I cannot change the time. So I'm happy because yeah. burnout was my also blessing as well. Yeah, I, I understand that fully. And um, I, I think that is the only way to go forward, like to do something that you're passionate and, and love. That is when you, even if you burn out, you will burn out with satisfaction. If you when if you fail, it will be a pleasant fail, right? <laughs> because you mm-hmm. are doing stuff that you love. Um, and um, you you already touched it a bit, but of course I want to just you know clarify it for for the audience. What do you do to challenge the status quo? Um, can I uh, say something? Can I uh, mention a quote from Rumi where I came from? Uh, that 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 really uh, empowered me, and still um, I have this quote now on my on my uh, on my uh, laptop as a, a wallpaper. And he said, "You were born with potential. You were born with goodness and trust. You were born with ideals and dreams. You were born with greatness. You were born with wings. You are not you are not meant for crawling, so don't. You have wings. Learn to use them." And fly. This is a quote of Rumi that really symbolizes eh, the the illusions that I had to empower it and to 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 shift it and eventually be the best version of myself. And this is uh, also to mention the favorite quote of my dad. So now he gave it to me, and now it's on my uh, wallpaper at the moment. So I read it out. I think and how, uh... how 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 and how do I? Uh, uh, do it on a daily basis at the moment after the bur- burnout. I meditate daily. I'm doing journaling. I don't care about validation uh, of others. And to be authentic uh, as much as possible every day as a teacher. So how I show up in life as a teacher is what is most important. And how I show up as a teacher is how I show up in life. And that's my mantra. And and how did you, uh, because burnout was was, I would say, your life-changing moment, right? If I understand mm-hmm. it, like, how did you turn this into your strength? So actually, you you had this role model that's that one sentence got you actually out of your slumber. Um, and um, how? What is the? What is your method? What is your method to get over it? Except, uh, I mean, meditation and all these kind of things. Yeah. They're like, you know, it's it's. Uh, Get out of burn burnout methodology, but what what is the yeah. secret sauce that you add to it? To sum it, uh, to summarize it with one sentence is is uh, to getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. If I uh, was if I felt uncomfortable uh, years ago, then uh, it's really burned up inside of me. And now, if I am uncomfortable, I see it as a growth. So uh, eventually, I build a shield shield around me. And uh, if someone is trying to validate me, like, Amen, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, you're doing another idea, another thing, etc. You won't succeed. And uh, who are you? Just you're a teacher. Just 
teach and uh, do, don't do other things. And I said, no, no, just, just wait and see it. Because how I see people is like, they are, um, they are like ice, iceberg, right? Uh, tip of the iceberg. If they see, uh, they, just, they, they just judge what they see, right? And everything happens beneath the surface of the iceberg. So um, that's how I... Um, I'm at the moment. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's. I mean, the the the. the I always say they say assumption is a mother of all fuck ups. I say perception is a mother of all exactly. fuck ups because it leads to assumption, and assumptions lead to well, uh, fuck ups. And uh, what you're saying is, uh, I I never knew about this guy David Goggins, uh, this uh, Navy SEAL Power Navy Ranger. Runner, yeah. That, that, yeah. 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 And he says something like, "You're in danger of living." a life so comfortable and soft that you will die without ever realizing your true potential. Yeah, I just found out about him. So you'll hear about him later on. But I believe that he did 17,000 pull-ups in 14 hours or something like that, like continuously, right? So this guy uh, is the strongest man alive, something something like that. David Gogans. I just saw, I think I saw a seminar of him uh, a couple months ago from Mindfully, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so I think that the most, and I, I think, and actually I'm blaming the education system for this. I think that the education systems prepare you for the life of slavery. And for my listeners, they have heard me continuously repeating this because you're kind of like being prepped because they're listening to you. You're their source of, Roots, your source of information, etc. So it's world according to Emin um, or any other educational professor. Um, they rarely question that because they. So when you come into the organizational situation, you also have a boss, and then you have the minions, uh, and you rarely question the authority. And then you get up, get stuck with this life to pay your mortgage, to uh, provide your family with uh, groceries, to go on a holiday, to celebrate weekends, etc. And but before you know, you're in your deathbed, realizing that you haven't done anything with your life. We're kind of conditioned into this flow of averageness, I would say. Yes, and um, just. Before the before that process, you know, Amir, uh, the school system will punish the late bloomers as well, right? Uh, if you get a bad mark and if you don't show up uh, with eighty percent attendance, they will fire you. They you you need to go and you need to find another school. I have saved a lot of students uh, to just because of their late bloomers. If I see a talent in any students, I said to the to the uh, to the, uh, the students, just. Uh, just be with me. I will stay for two or three hours more uh, a day at school just to help them doing their homework. If they, if, they, if, if they don't look very well, I just, a friend of mine, is, he's a hairdresser. He comes, he just shaped uh, the students uh, with, a, with a new haircut. And he mentioned next day when, when a teacher see, uh, sees him, he said, hey, I think hey, uh, Brian, he looks uh, great at the moment, right? And I've uh, and I, I've I've heard that he has he has a personal problems, but let's give him a chance, right? Because um, because that's also the thing that our uh, our school system or, f- or fault in our school system 
if you are not fitting in the school rules, school fits, you will get sacked. And what I do is I try to uh, convince my fellow teachers to give them more time before we resign. And eventually they will work and they will get a second chance. And eventually they will uh, be high potential uh, in the end. You just mentioned one important thing that I find very important when it comes to business is that I believe that all persons are unique and have a certain capabilities and talents that are God-given or whatever, you, or universal-given, mm-hmm. whatever you may um, believe mm-hmm. in. The funny thing is that the system as itself puts them in a box and say, well, this is your background, so you're going to be whatever serves the purpose of the company. And mm-hmm. the funny things, and just before we, uh, we, we, t- we touched on Turkey and I told you, um, the, the, the Suleiman, the lawgiver. I believe that in his er, uh, reign, um, there was a, a very developed way of educating children based on their talents. So they would look at what is their talent and they could try everything. And then they got picked up to, I don't know, uh, do jewelry or be a warrior or be a writer or be a poet, whatever. So much more from talents to expertise or what their role in life should be than saying one size fits all. And and what I, this is my uh, uh, assumption or no, this is my actually firm belief is that the education system is made to uh, frame and condition people into a conditioned society. And this is why 71% of people is very unhappy with the current jobs they have and current lives they have. Um, And the interesting thing is, how would you change that? I mean, you're changing it, okay? So you're already changing it uh, uh, because you said said how you do it, et cetera. But what would be your ideal situation? How would you do it? Now, that's a great question because uh, I uh, always say one day I want to beca- uh, to open up my own school. And how would my school look like is like imagine a candy store, right? And if you are in a candy store, you have different kinds of sweets, etc. Uh, so the ideal school of the future is uh, not uh, the regular uh, subjects we need to teach them, but the the, the the suite that you like, for example, if if I want to become a marketeer and I want to um, to get more information about uh, Spanish language, then I choose, then I pick Spanish as a subject, then I pick uh, maybe um, physics, maybe, nah, let, let, let's also take uh, gymnastic, etc. And those will be the curricula to graduate eventually. Just picking up the uh, subjects that you want to like that forms you to a future citizen. That's the dream that I have had uh, eventually. And that's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm a freelance teacher and I go to different kinds of uh, schools to, uh, to uh, know the teachers who are doing great, to network with them. And eventually, if I open up my school one day, I know with which uh, teacher I can bring up with me. So that's the dream that I have with... Yeah, making your own school subjects and choosing your own future. That is the school of the future that I want to build in the future. And do you believe that these children, because this is one or another thing, um, I actually don't believe in expertise. I believe that um, uh, people on their own 
can do various things only it's easier for the system for you to be an accountant or a teacher or uh, a lawyer or whatever but when you look at the past for example the renaissance michelangelo and da vinci's were polymaths they were inventors mm-hmm. they were writers they were painters they were sculptors they were doing various things because they were not conditioned to be expert in only one thing but they were like hey i like this i'll do this as well and this as well and this as well same, so, yeah. What is the what is the thing with the modern world that everybody needs you to have one thing and you cannot be good at multiple things? That is not possible. I think I think the Ministry of Education, those are the lawmakers of education that are pulling up the strings and they are saying you need to follow uh, one thousand three hundred hours a year. Uh, you need to go to school and you need to have eighty uh, percent of attendance. Otherwise, you won't be successful in life. So basically, it's implemented. If you uh, go to school, if you graduate, you will become successful. And that's the mindset that all the teachers and not all, just most of the teachers and the students who are participating at here in the Dutch uh, education, they think that if I go to school, if I pass, if I graduate, then I will become successful. I have a job. I have a wife and children. I can pay my mortgage. That's the, that's the way of life, right? And that's how the system wants of, uh, wants us to believe how it works. And that's what I want to break through, break through with, like you as you mentioned it with your example with Michelangelo and my candy store thingy, like uh, choose the subjects uh, that you like to form you, to, to shape you up, how you want uh, your future will be with your uh, subjects that you li- uh, like and love and eventually uh, be the best version of yourself. Well, I look uh, forward to the opening of that school. One day, maybe you can help me. Maybe you you will become uh, one of. Uh, Why not? Why parents. not? I'm of a, yeah. passing, passing, paying it forward and passing through knowledge. I, I mean, what inspires you? What inspires me is uh, to see my students grow each and every day, every year. Uh, when they come uh, come to the class and they said, uh, "Yeah, I uh, I I'm at the class at the moment and." Uh, I think that I'm not good enough to pass, to graduate. Seeing them become motivated, become happy and eventually succeed. And years later that you see them as a, uh, while walking on a shopping center and, and uh, someone waves at you and said, do you remember me? Uh, I was one of your students and I'm now a, a manager of uh, a telephone company. That is what, uh, what makes me happy. And that's the inspiration to see my students grow each and every day and seeing years later, like planting the seeds, what I'm doing at the moment and see them grow. That inspires me. And that's I know beautiful. that I'm not, not the best uh, teacher, but I know that I have one of the greatest hearts to shape other hearts. And that's what, what's important for me. That, and I think that is what drives you. And that is what, why you get up every morning to see other people grow. And that's so unselfish. It's um, beautiful. Hey, uh, <clears throat> where does your curiosity go right now? At this moment, where does my curiosity go? Uh, is what will happen uh, to my students' uh, way of thinking at the moment? Because we lo- we now live uh, in a pandemic, right? And I see all my students uh, getting um, less and less motivated, and they are searching, they are hoping uh, to feeling young and a student again. Uh, one example is. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a student told me that uh, five or six, six students 
won't be attend the class the next day. So I said, what, what's happening? Well, we are organizing a party because uh, if we organize a party during the weekends, the police will came up and we cannot party and we eventually will get fined. So we will try if, if we can uh, do it on Wednesday evening, a part, throw a party, because otherwise we will uh, really eat, eat ourselves up. So um, I'm curious what will happen uh, next year if we can go to the festivals again, if we... Uh, if we experience the normal life again, that's the first thing come, that comes up in my mind, if we will have a better life because of the COVID, but that's the uncertainty as well. But I'm curious. Well, I uh, I hope this breaks. I mean, you really have to be resilient for this. Um, I would say for me, it's a walk in a park, really. Um, I have every facility that I can imagine in my four walls and I'm with my family. So, you know, and we, I do a digital a uh, 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 job, so physical, you know, I, I hate the fact that we don't have events and that I'm not presenting and that I'm not interacting with people except through the screen, which is kind of like, you know, like like this glass, like we're both in prison, but we get to talk with each other, right? <laughs> through the glass. So I really look forward to it. It's a funny thing. I just, a few days ago, I witnessed one of the online events uh, and there were boots and everything, but it's so boring. You need that noise of 200 people moving around, eating, drinking, coffee, laughing, smiling, uh, showing, presenting. You know that 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 all your senses are getting um, getting information in, and that you feel alive, right? And this was so like. You just have a screen, you're looking at the presentation, then the next thing you have some questions in. It's, you know, you get the information, but it's not. And I'm really convinced that I love digital, but it's never, ever going to replace a real thing. Uh, unless we can, you know, like uh, Neo plug ourselves into Matrix and we have that sense of reality. <laughs> Until then, no way. So I, well, hope I mean, what, 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 what do you think about... Um... What advice can you give me uh, to my students? Uh, they are now really uh, unsure about what will happen. Will they eventually feel the feel alive again? And I say, just be patient. Uh, good, great days are coming. But I, I'm also unsure as well. But as a teacher, I need to be positive to them. Otherwise, I will lose them as well. Yeah. You know what the, the biggest issue is? Is the power or of um, reference. They have no reference what that is. They have been living in a warm bath for after Second World War. Nothing dramatic happened in the West. They should deepen in the war stories of people fleeing their houses, being afraid for their lives, etc. So they get in touch with what shit really looks like and feels like. And then they will appreciate everything they have much more, even those four walls and no parting. So I'm, I have um, a very bad reference in that sense. I was growing up when nine, 10, 11 years old, I grew up in a war, in a, in a civil war. So I had mortars on my head. I had no water, no food supply. You had to fear for your life. 
maybe you would uh, wake up and don't see your parents. You didn't have heating. You had to heat yourself with lumber. Um, you didn't have warm water coming out of your shower. So you had to cook the water to shower. Uh, all these things that today, coffee was luxury. Cigarettes were luxury. Alcohol was luxury. All these kinds of things that today you do not appreciate. You know, you just press the button and you say, hey, ta-da, the world is rocking. When you compare that. So that's my reference. It's a very bad reference, but it's a very good reference because there is not a lot of shit going to happen to me that I say, oh, this is bad. No, man, that was like <laughs> the, the rock bottom. So everything moving forward is good. <clears throat> so if that is your reference, then you appreciate four walls, warmth, internet, Netflix, Disney, Amazon Prime, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> iPhones, Androids, uh, whatever. You have the connectivity. You're connected. You see the people. Of course, you miss the physical touch and being with your friends. But, you know, organize a fucking party online for my sake and get wasted behind your laptop. Um, it's all point of reference. People have forgotten what it means to have a very, very, very bad situation in your life. And believe wow. me, not being able to go to a coffee bar is not the worst thing that can happen in you to you. So that's my <laughs> two cents Thanks for on that. <laughs> Thank Thanks for sharing this with me. I will definitely uh, share this story also with my students as well when the podcast is finished. Sure. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, uh, a total different question. And I, I know you have three people alive for me, but nevertheless, if you would have the possibility to dine with three people alive or dead or to live in three time periods, you can choose both and give me three, three, or just choose one and give me only mm -hmm. three. And of course, the reason why. That's a good question. I think uh, living in the 70s would be wild and fun. Uh, but I rather to dine with uh, with mentors, power people. So I I I think I choose Tony Robbins because uh, he helped me. Uh, uh, he was an inspiration for me during my burnout uh, periods. So I will dine with him, and hopefully he will mentor me after the dinner. Uh, Elon Musk. Um, I'm also uh, doing as a hobby now. Uh, I'm in, investing in crypto. So a stock tip in what to invest in future might be handy. Okay, I bought Dogecoin, but uh, I'm not happy with it at the moment. Uh, and, uh, and, and Alan Watts, uh, I wonder uh, now what, he, what secrets he has at the moment, because uh, he is also, um, I believe in lifelong learning. And I think uh, Alan Watts has a lot of secrets to, to make me... Uh, yeah, uh, grow and 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 shifting my perspective of, of of how I would see the world better. That's what I think. Yeah, I best one. You said it before the the podcast. So this is I you know for me he's greater than all three of them. But I will give you one more person to dine with. I will give you one more. <laughs> I I think uh, Suleiman the Magnificent. Yeah, yeah, that was the name yeah. I was waiting for. <laughs> Yeah, slam on the Magnificent because uh, he was a lawmaker and it was the Magnificent Century. I think he has a lot of secrets to share with us, especially during these times. And um, yeah, I think he would also be uh, be a good mentor for me during the dinner to share some uh, knowledge and uh, tactics uh, to open up my, my school as soon as possible. <laughs> Why not? 
May I join? May I join? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you, of course. And you, of course, Amir. That's that's so going to happen. People. That's that's Thank that's you. going to happen. The first three, well, I think you can achieve them. Suleiman, maybe through um, uh, what are those people that connect with spirits and stuff? I I forgot what yeah. the naming I, of them I, is. I th I think using ayahuasca, right? To uh... yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Elevate yourself, yeah. and maybe you will come. That's <laughs> <laughs> the next level of spirituality. I mean. Uh, is there something that I should have asked you, but I didn't? Uh, you could have asked me uh, if I could ask you a question. Uh, you can ask me a question. <laughs> Who is your inspiration? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I have one that is... Um, so, so that's a bit difficult for me because I have three things that are very important in my life. One is technology, one is business, and one is history. Okay, so um, if it's technology, then it's Nikola Tesla. He stands with head and shoulders above. He's the man that invented 21st century. And the fucking ignorant people of the world think that Elon named Tesla car just because it's a cool name. No, man. Tesla invented the electric car in the early 30s. And 90% of the people don't know this. Uh, and that car went 90 miles an hour. But that's that's one other when it comes to history, definitely uh, Suleiman the Magnificent. That's like, you know, the, the guy. Um, and it, uh, when it comes to business, um, I would say uh, he's not so much as an inspiration, but everybody else copied from him. So I would say Michael Porter. Um, he's from the strategic perspective, that is like the source of everything that we see that is being put, rewritten and rewritten and renamed, etc. But his base essence, what it means to have competitive strategy, it's like, you know, that's written in stone. They can copy paste it, but they cannot dilute it. So those were the three people that I enlightened. I would not say role models, like, you know, I, I don't, I believe in myself, you know, that's like uh, the only people, uh, person I can prepare myself with is myself. So, and only person that I can blame is myself. So that's the mirror view. Uh, so, I, but I see these guys inspire me with their way of thinking and that they were way ahead of their time they're li they were living in. Like they were aliens and misfits, and this is how I feel in the current world. So that's my long answer for your short question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing it. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome, uh, Emin. Hey, um, we have come to the end of the podcast. So um, now I would like you to, you know, summarize this 60 minutes of pleasure conversing with you into your two cents and key takeaway for the audience. So what would be your key advice for our audience and our listeners? Uh, I've mentioned this uh, quote uh, during my TED talk two years ago as well. So I will also share it. And that's from Zig Ziglar, an American author and philosopher. And he said, you can have everything in life you want if you help other people get what they want. So I think that's the key takeaway that I would like to share. So if we help each other if i help you with uh to to uh to uh, 
to do an, uh, a motivation injection to your digital savages. Eventually, one day, you will help me uh, with my school. So the more I help people like you, people like my students, the more I grow and the more I get back. So you can have everything in life you want if you help other people get what they want. Pay it forward. That's, uh, that's a beautiful one, I mean, uh, for, uh, for closing. Thank you very much for your inspiring conversation and thank you for your questions as well. Um, I wish you all the luck during the pandemic, after pandemic, and we're going to meet each other definitely, definitely somewhere in the West. Um, all the best to your students and uh, keep on fighting, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. That was Emin Kechechi. Next week, our guest and challenger of the status quo is Saskia Harkema, CEO at Faces of Change and Global Leader. And here's a short part of our conversation. Well, we have to be aware that we are being conditioned. So in that sense, the, the epic film of Charlie Chaplin, Modern Times, at that time already showed, you know, how this works, this conditioning. It's just you're basically programming people to think in a certain way and behave in a certain way. And it all starts with your beliefs and your norms and your values. This is why I always, when in our trainings and all our programs, we start with the tree of life, we call it. So we can compare ourselves to a tree. And you have to go back, and I've done this so many times, not only with students, but also with professionals. Go back to your, your core, you know, what, what did you learn, what was important to you? And then they rediscover many things which they had forgotten about and how they have drifted away, in a sense, from that source because the system expected it from them, because it's true what you say. Are you curious about the rest of Saskia's story? Tune in next week to learn all about her life's journey, but also how she's transcending peace into the world. For now, this was Challenging the Status Quo podcast, season two, with your host, Amir Sabirovic. Stay safe and healthy, and until next week, ciao!